Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Nickish with your boys Mo and Nafi on this Sunday, January 10th show. We're chilling here. So much going on in the NBA and just, you know, the world. And, you know, we're here to just talk about it and <laughs> see what's up. Uh, I see you cracking up. How you, how you feeling, man? What's going on? I'm feeling all right, man. But, uh, yeah, like we're here on this January 10th. Um, somehow survived like society burning to the ground bro so yo prop props to us we made it you know i mean? literally <laughs> have a fire truck past me right now like that's like we're, we're here just talking about random shit as it, as the world burns bro i'm the the, the fucking cognitive was it cognitive dissonance that like we have to operate with in this country like wednesday we literally seen the capital being stormed and like on a on a it was terrible, but it was probably the best case scenario. It was like, what, a couple of deaths, you know what I mean? There wasn't like a violent kidnapping of, and like hostage situation of our political leaders. But the very fact that as you're watching it, you don't know what, what turn it's going to take. And then I'm just like, we got to actually go back to work the next day. And just like pretend like, just pretend, just pretend like it didn't happen, just focus on the work, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I'm thinking to myself... It's a wild country, bro. You know what I mean? How <laughs> so focused on productivity and like literally our capital was like this close to burning. So yeah, I mean to answer your question, I'm doing good. How you doing? <laughs> like I I couldn't not focus on work because I kept getting more calls. Like I I don't know if my company knows, but when when shit hits the fan, I start getting more work, and they're like, fuck, like oh we got we gotta start dropping more shit on these guys because they're gonna start getting distracted. Um, I mean, uh, I mean shit. <laughs> It's it's what a situation. Yeah, and you could go back to our episodes from back in July when all the, you know, protests were happening, all the racial injustice was being put, you know, at the at the front gates, and um, it just feels like we're not moving forward. And there's always news all day about different disgusting acts that are happening. You know, GOP is not going to invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment on Trump. Um, because I think I think Penn says something along the lines of he needs to see uh, Trump more unstable before he does it, which <coughs> is fucking insane to me. Um, but like, what like what more do you need? Like, what did there need to be an assassination or two for for it to work out? I I don't, I don't know. Um, Twitter suspended his account, but I saw somewhere today that it takes into effect on the twenty first. I don't I don't know if I'm bugging. I don't know if that's actually the case because I I. Could have sworn nah, I saw nah, it already. Twitter, I, I was like, I was on the, I was on the bird when the, everybody was having like a going away party for this motherfucker. <laughs> His whole account got suspended. And then yo, the funniest thing was, no joke. This man kept popping up with a different burner, like the Team Trump account verified. Boom, banned. He fucking uh, took over his uh, co- communications director account. Banned immediately. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Twitter literally treated him like back in the day, the message board fucking trolls. You know what I mean? Like it. And they try to make it a free speech issue, but Twitter is a private company. It's, it's it, nowhere in the Constitution does the word Twitter come up. You know what I mean? It's like there's a private company with a terms of service that you agree to when you sign up. You know what I mean? So the idiots that are trying to make it a free speech issue, 
y'all just need to just go back into the into the past and make yourself pay attention in history class because you're not making any sense right now. You know what I mean? But to your point about the GOP yada yada, they're all motherfucking complicit, bro. That, that's all it is. Yeah, you, know, you know what I mean? Like they use the orange bastard as a means to like get get favor with that base, and then now they couldn't they can't hop off the that train anytime soon. They're such otherwise they lose the base. They're such pieces of shits, and you see the kind of um, tweets that they're sending out now, and when they see, you know, people like AOC like shitting on them and telling them that they need to be accountable for their actions, they're like, well, this isn't going to help unite the country if you start posting tweets like this. And without that accountability, this is leaving the door open for it to happen again. And like that's 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 how it works. Um, Preach preach you can't have unity without accountability you can't have healing without accountability you can't just like punch me in the face and just be like yeah we need to heal like this is a overcome our differences nah bro i'm gonna you punch me in the face i'm gonna hold you accountable for that like, I, hey I'm, why, why, police, I'm gonna just beat the shit out of you, <laughs> they, you know, like hypothetically they're like punching in the face and be like yo why are you getting mad bro <laughs> like right hey, what you yo, get so yo, mad yo, bro yo, relax <laughs> it's like punch, being punched in the gun. Like, yo, relax, man. What's, what's wrong with this kid? You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? It's like this type of gaslighting that the fucking public school bullies would do. You know what exactly, I mean? Like, are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> it's wild, bro. It's like we we're living in a simulation. The easy joke to make there, but it's it's not it's not a joke. It's just we laugh to keep from crying, as the saying goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I just can't get off of oh, Twitter, man. dude. Like my my screen time went up, I think twenty percent this week. Uh, and I see shit like, you know, Marco Rubio's calling the guys who attack the Capitol as wackos and nutjobs, but they're not conservatives, is what he's saying. And, like... Yo, they're trying to wash their hands of exactly. that shit. Cruz, Cruz is the same way. These, these motherfuckers are literally on there just like, oh, we must hold these people accountable. And then, like, just literally ignoring the fact that y'all enabled this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, nope. anybody that was shocked by what happened on Wednesday, you haven't been paying attention. You know what I mean? Like, they... We, People have been saying this would happen. I, I've been thinking this would happen too. Like, you you didn't see Black Klansman, right? Like the Spike Lee movie. Not yet. Did you? No. Yo, amazing movie. But um, the end of it. Actually, no, I'm not gonna. No, yeah, don't don't spoil right, it. It's so on my like, list of watch like to watch movies. It's not. Yeah, it's not a spoiler, but like uh, whatever. I, let me transition away from that. Net. But like, remember the Charlottesville thing? People were shocked that it happened, right? Nobody was shocked. Nobody should have been surprised. But that was only literally, like, you could tell that was just the beginning. Like, these dudes are out in the open. You know what I mean? Uh, their, their dear leader gave them the courage to be out in the open with, with this kind of, like, shit. You know what I mean? Like, they stormed that shit without, like, any fear of any kind of accountability. But then, you know what I mean? Like, peaceful protesters all summer been getting, like, a nightsticks upside their head. You know what I mean? Yeah, and shows like shows you the privilege, shows you the accountability. Yeah, my fault. My and fault, and man. the guys that they're catching and they're arresting now, like, do you see the, the do you see the kind of charges that these motherfuckers are getting? They're getting charges like unlawful entry or like a firearm one, or they they caught a guy who was in the Capitol, but when they caught him, he had like mad alcohol in his in his truck, so they got him on that. And it's like, I mean, obviously, I'm not f- too familiar with 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 how the process goes, and maybe that's that's a starter kind of kind of thing, and they add on more to it, but like. These guys were not, they're committing a crime without masks on, which is actually really fucking funny. They decided not to wear it's masks. It's a super spreader event, too. <laughs> exactly, but, like, yeah. Um, Yo, and the thing is, these ca- the Capitol Police were complicit, too. you see seen yeah. the videos of them, like, opening the barricades. You've seen the selfies being taken. That's the easy joke, you know what I mean? And, like, you got actual, like, BuzzFeed put on an article yesterday about, like, actual black Capitol officers saying, like, 
there are people in our in our police force that are Trump supporters that I have just quit that aren't even holding themselves accountable. You know what I mean? Like the chief, the head honcho quit immediately after that happened. So I don't know. There's some. I'm not gonna go into the conspiracy shit, but like that that don't that don't look good. You know what I mean? It just seems like at the very least it was orchestrated and didn't go as planned, or it went exactly as planned and it's just like a a warning shot. You know what I mean? And on a personal level, bro. I live near DC. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, was I work in that. DC, so I'm just fucking walking around. There's literally armed guards at every block, at at all at all these like fucking uh, near all these agencies. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm thinking to myself like, there's literally no way I can even get get anywhere near Capitol Hill without like having three dudes like point a laser at my forehead. You know what I mean? And then like on another level, she's like, imagine one of our cousins, also of South Asian Bengali descent, just like goes goes into the capital and has like a shady look on his face. We're getting jumped and like getting questioned. You know what I mean? Basically, some shit like that. These motherfuckers walked in like it was a, like it was like an open party. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what the hell? So I don't know. I mean, we we could end on that if you want. But my my biggest nah. fear now, you know, knock on wood, is at some point or another there will probably be, God forbid, an assassination attempt. Like if the, if what they saw there, but, uh, if they were able to do what they're able to do without little to no accountability and the arrest charges that they're getting are stuff that they can get off at uh, with with a couple of thousand dollars and I'm sure they have wealthy people who can just bail them out and you know what's gonna happen Trump can probably uh, pardon all of these guys before he leaves office and he's not gonna attend I the inauguration and all these guys are gonna get out scotch free and they're all free to plan this shit out again the guys that are getting caught they're from like all over the country Florida Illinois. Uh, fucking Arkansas and Alabama, like all over the country, they're able to put this shit together through Facebook. Um, and they're, they're for months gonna, now. Some yeah. people that are saying they're shocked haven't been paying attention because I literally I don't I don't pay attention to any of these outlets. But then these reporters I follow literally been posting screenshots and tweets for months now about what's going on in these like alt right white nationalist forums. They've been plotting the shit. We the the fucking governor of Detroit, Michigan almost got kidnapped by six of these dudes mm-hmm. like two months ago. You know what I mean? And then they swept that under the rug. Like, okay, so this is not a not a warning sign enough for y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? These people are crazy. So there's a DA whose like bro. son and husband were shot by a UPS, you know, a guy who was wearing a UPS outfit to open the door, and she she lived because she had the fucking uh, the Epstein case. You know, it's like there there are gonna be so many movies that are gonna come out of just the last twelve months. So many Facts. that we're gonna Facts. we're gonna have to relive through this for the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just I'm just hoping we just saw the worst of it. Like God forbid, but it's just like I don't know, bro. History repeats itself. So like I'm gonna leave it at this. I saw a lot of political um, analysts and not even historians, people that've been studying history at in depth trends and shit like that. People that have been predicting what would like the, everything that's going on with the Trump administration. They're literally saying they made a point. 10 years before Hitler legitimately took over, mm. like, Germany, he attempted a failed coup. You know what I mean? It would even fail because, first of all, he wasn't held, the people, him and his people was not held accountable as, as ruthlessly as they should have been. They let it fester for, like, a decade. You know what I mean? Then he took over. So we've seen what happened. So I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, know? if it's not going to be Trump, there's it could be one of the other 70 million people who voted for him. Um, but... You know, with all this shit going on, there's at least two guaranteed good news that I have. One, the Democrats own the Senate with with the Georgia win, which mm. is dope. And two, the mm-hmm. Knicks are a good Shout team. Shout out bro. to Raphael Warnock. 
yeah. The Knicks are a good team. That's number yeah. two. Yeah. Shout out to our Knicks. <clears throat> it's funny. That's the easy joke to make that every Knicks fan is making. Yeah, the world is going to hell. The Knicks are finally good. Hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like the that Larry David um, gif from, like, Kirby Enthusiasm. Where he's just lying... Shit is shitty, but um, it's not bad. <laughs> it's like you could tell, like the the gears are turning. Like you know, is this really bad? Yeah. No, it's horrible. But like, yeah, our team is. We have a winning record. It's like five four. You know five I mean? four. And it, the, the despite you know coming off a loss against the Thunder, are we ready to transition to this? Or, or you got you got more shit to get off your chest? I mean, I I feel like just trying to do a mental recollection of everything we just covered. But like, yeah, I think we good. And we feel like we both said what we needed to say without. Uh, saying anything too flagrantly volatile, you know what I mean? Because mm. um, we both do have day jobs, so just kind of keep that in mind. But, yeah, let's transition to the next. We are the Nickish Podcast. Yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> how you feeling, bro? <laughs> Despite the, about the team? Yeah, the, the loss against the Thunder, this was, I think, the first game in a long time when most fans going in was like, this is a game that the Knicks should win. And it's not like they, they should win in the sense that they will win, but it's a game that they should be able to come off with a W and they didn't and you know I'm not as discouraged as you know other people might be it was the coaching wasn't as good as it could have been Mitch should have played in the fourth quarter I think the Thunder just played more spirited basketball and we see that I think one of the biggest numbers that you know was glaring out to me was the rebounds and the Knicks are a team that mm. you know this season at least have been very good at out rebounding the opposing team and the Thunder beat them by 14 rebounds and because of that, they they're able to crash the boards. That means they locked up the paint. They got into more transition basketball. SGA is a fucking beast, um, and he's becoming mm-hmm. an all around mm-hmm. like star in this league in the West. So, you know, I think they they did a good job by locking up the paint, and I think it was a big factor to why the Knicks lost. And I think the Knicks didn't quit, you know, and that's that's the one thing that I like seeing that even even if they did try going one on one too many times in the third and fourth quarter and it didn't work out they at least didn't sh- show that kind of uh complacency that we've seen in years past so it was a loss yeah. it wasn't by much it wasn't a blowout um they tried but the thunder were just a better team last uh, two nights ago facts and yeah i'm on the same boat as you are i echo your same point about like it being disappointing or it being disappointing that Mitch didn't play the fourth but Tip said after the fact he tried to go small with Randall at the five to like kickstart the offense and kick off a possible comeback. And to be fair, that formula worked in the ATL game. I mean, the game against Atlanta, like that comeback we that that started and like uh, culminated was with Randall at the five, and then Mitch was, came into like came into the lineup in the crunch time to like close it out. You know what I mean? So I think Tibbs had that in mind. See if like he could Lightning could strike twice, and it didn't. You know what I mean? And our offense that game during OKC like. All right, I tuned in kind of late. I caught like the the full condensed game afterwards, but like I tuned in probably like midway to the second, and I just came in. I'm just like, all right, so I didn't check the box score, going in fresh. But I had an idea what the game was about because Breen kept saying this is an ugly offensive game. Nick's not shooting well, <laughs> yada yada. I was like, oh, it's one of them joints. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so props to Mike Breen for being really good at his job. You know what I mean? Because sure. he was very descriptively like describing the, the kind of bricks we were throwing up, but. Mm-hmm. In that case, I kind of saw the vision from Tibbs putting Randall at the five. But, yeah, Mitch has been a beast all season. And he's been getting progressively better. So it, I would have liked to see him, like, get a chance to close out that game. You know what I mean? Because low-key, I think, like, Randall's been killing. But low-key, I think Mitch's defense is the backbone to this team, bro. 
Like, would you agree, or what do you think? Easily, easily. I think he was – Mitch was a good reason why the Knicks won any games last season. Um, but as being the defensive mm-hmm. anchor and just – that's that's the other half of the game. I think Julius Randle's the engine of the team, but like you said, Mitch is the backbone of the team. What would you call RJ? The rib bone. The rib. <laughs> you, need your, you need your ribs to protect your lungs until you're breathing. I don't know. My anatomies might be off. <laughs> but – um. Yeah, RJ, the thing is, though, like, I looked at his number. The efficiency is still horrible so far. It's still early, but it's just like, I want to see him. That three-pointer is still going to be streaky. I've, I've probably come to terms with that this season. You know what I mean? It's probably still going to be a streaky thing. And I got a point to make on that, but I'm bringing it up later. But, like, what I want to see from RJ is just like, yo, if you're coming from mid-range, it may not be the quote-unquote most efficient shot. But you see him when he pulls up from mid-range, that shit looks like butter. Yeah, buttery smooth, yep. you know what I mean? And he goes in most times and not, I mean, just eyeballing it. I don't know what the stats are. And then just like him, he could get to the rim. You know, I feel like a lot of people question coming in, like the skeptics of RJ, whether he had the athleticism to like play that kind of style to get to the rim. He can. It's just about like him improving as a finisher. You know what I mean? So like a lot of times he tries to bully ball, like he's like a mini Randall, and it'll work. But like since he's playing more three now and not two, then that bully ball kind of style ain't going to work as much because his defender is going to be bigger. And that's why I think he needs to really work on his finishing and just kind of improving that touch around the rim. Um, and I think that'll just come with time and him maturing, his body continuing to fill out because he's, after two off-seasons now, he's coming in just like ripped, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to see RJ get bigger and stronger, help his finishing. But yeah, that's what I'm seeing from RJ. Um, to be fair though, he's, he's doing everything else, I think. He's busting his ass on defense he's making plays um yeah and um i don't think quickly played that much against the okc game right um do you have any thoughts on that trying to pull up the box where actually you get the minutes um i think he had a rookie game you know mm-hmm. on uh i guess thunder it. and it's it's something that's expected for for you know <laughs> a rookie um i think there are a couple of plays where he tried driving in and he would lose the ball or turn it over um, he did have a nice three pointer. I'm trying to see how many minutes he played. Yeah, he he had one three pointer in the game that he scored off a nice feed, but he did go one for nine. Mm. And I think I think he was like zero for six from the three until he made that one. Sorry, I know there's a background noise. I'm trying to get rid of that. It's all good. Yeah, so he was zero for Thing six, but black. yeah, but good idea. I think it's a testament to his com- it's his confidence uh, in the game that even if he's not gonna make a shooter shoot. And he's confident in his in his shot, even if it's not going in, that he's gonna keep on going for it. Uh, they weren't all bad shots, um, but you know, in 17 minutes, you'd hope that he he plays better. You know, only you know, yeah, one of nine, yeah. three points, two assists, wasn't wasn't too good. The point I want to make about that though, and I like, I've been noticing this since he started, even just going back to preseason, and I was kind of gonna uh, be easy on it, but right now it's just becoming kind of almost a detriment. Quickly ain't rising and firing as soon as he like, gets daylight from behind the three-point line. You know what I mean? I've noticed that from the very preseason. He'll, like, he'll, like you know, pump fake, go in, and, like, try to pass around to get a better shot. But more times than not, especially in the regular season lately, we don't get a better shot. Because, like, our offense is so bogged down that, that a quickly three, even if it's, like, uh, not ideal. You know, like, if it's not, like... um. Even if there's maybe a defender that's closing out on him, I still take that shot over like what we do get when he does pass up these threes and like 
Um, they play like hot potato around the perimeter. They're not getting penetration. It just quickly like, you know, goes in. He doesn't have anything. He can't draw the foul. He kicks it out. And like there's more like, you know, uh, passing around the perimeter. I just want to see quickly just like rise and fire like we see these elite shooters in the NBA mm. do. Like Duncan Robinson, he has no contest when he flies, like when he lets that shit fly. You know what I mean? And I mean, Tibbs said it even before we played a regular season game. Like IQ is one of the best shooters, period, in the league right now, not just for a rookie. And I want to see him play like that, you know? So I like the fact that he's showing point guard skills. He's trying to like probably get the better shot, be the playmaker. But a lot of times there isn't a better shot on a team that lacks consistent shooting. So yeah, just throw it up, young man. Just like let that shit fly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because otherwise, I mean, to your point, we've been, what, a good offensive rebounding team, right? Mm-hmm. Just general rebounding. So he, it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if, we, if he shoots and... I think he'll make them more often than not, but if he shoots and we he misses, we're good offensive rebounding team. We'll grab the board. We'll clean up. You know what I mean? Like let's. I don't know. That's what I want to see for IQ, and he's still a rookie. It's still early, but that's, that's the one thing I really noticed quickly so far. It would quickly, help if so. <laughs> it would help if he has a secondary passer to get him those go get him those nice passes. But I I agree with you. I mean, Alfred isn't too bad. Randall, we see he's playing unconsciously um, this season. His his stats against the Jazz were crazy, 30, 16, and 7, even though he had five turn, uh, turnovers. That doesn't really matter Bully. as much. And then 18, 12, and 7 against the Thunder. Let's give, let's, give Randall some, like, let's give Randall some, uh, some love. Let's give him some applause, yeah. Like, <laughs> real shit. Like, I'm about to make a blasphemous uh, comparison. We lost, and Randall had a quote-unquote bad game, but you just read me his stat line. Tell me that it reminds you of like when people say LeBron is a bad game, and you look at his stat line, I was like, what the f- <laughs> you know what I mean? He had a <laughs> yeah. bad LeBron game. It was like 25, 7, 6, 3 steals. But LeBron had an off game. I'm not, it's, it's a blasphemous comparison, but it's almost like that's how it is with Randall. Because they have a bad game, but like 18, 12, and what, 7? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's wild how our standards kind of change with him. And it's, that's a credit to him. Like, he, it's the idea of raised expectations when you show that you deserve to have raised expectations. You know what I mean? Like, simple as that. And, yeah, I've got no complaints from Randall so far. I'm just hoping it keeps up, you know. Um, and then I mentioned it when you talk about the Utah game. I said bully because there are moments in there he was just bullying Gobert, bro. Like just finishing, like no matter what, I mean, like a man possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not like screaming internally when I see him pull up from mid range now, like that little uh, mellow impersonation pull up he does. I'm like, okay, whatever, Julius. You're doing everything else all right. You can have some junk food. <laughs> you can shoot that mid range, Jimmy. Like, come on now. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't really uh, praise Randall too much anymore because it's he's earning every bit of it, you know. It's 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 crazy, dude, and it's like he's he's played nine games and he's averaging one of the most minutes in the game. So it's not like this is a, you know, knock on wood. I don't think this is a fluke, man. It's it, he's getting thirty six percent from the three, forty nine percent overall, tw- averages of you know twenty two and a half, twelve rebounds, seven point three mm. assists. And there was a stat line that came out his his game against the Jazz. Only one of three players in the NBA hist- in NBA history have ever done it. It was him, Oscar Robertson, wow. and Giannis from last season in, in his MVP season. <laughs> He's getting Bro, better. Man, I think I see all. Randall's numbers yeah, are good, better yeah, than LeBron's know. numbers, dude. And it's like if he's able to maintain it, if the Knicks somehow make it to like let's say they make it to like the fifth seed or four. I don't know if I'm pushing oh, myself oh. too much. Oh. Let's bring it down. Let's, let's, let's shoot for ace. <laughs> let's shoot for if ace. We, if, we, uh, if by February, if we're like above ace, 
then I'll be like, all right, fuck it. I'm drinking all the Kool-Aid. All the Team Kool-Aid NBA kind of potential is is crazy for Julian. <laughs> it's not like blasphemy, bro. I can't even finish the sentence because like, it's, it's, it's crazy how much has changed in just a matter of weeks. In three or four weeks, when we were ready to trade this man. 99% of Knicks and I were like, yo, get the fuck, get this guy out of here. And it's, where the hell did this guy come from? Yo, um, uh, so we had an interview drop last week with uh, Bengalis in New York. Shout out to those, uh, shout out mm. to your, uh, to the homie at Bengalis in New York for uh, having us on and uh, giving us a shout out on his Instagram page. Y'all should check it out if you haven't. But a point I made on that pod was just like, yo, if you look at the roster before preseason, it makes sense if you take Randall out of it. I want to go back in time and slap the shit out of myself for saying that because, like, now if you take <laughs> Randall off this roster, like, we, like, Charlotte Bobcat territory, I think. You know what I mean? Like, we can't, I don't see how we could have this kind of so far success so far. You know what I mean? Shout like, out to the Bobcats. Tell rest in peace to that franchise. <laughs> R.I.P. What a weird-ass color. It was like a like a navy blue and orange. Like, what the? What? What the hell was MJ thinking? But Shout yeah, out to Gerald um, Wallace, <laughs> the star of the Bobcats. Cho, <laughs> that's... For the young kids out there, Gerald Wallace was like a Bobcats legend. You know what I mean? He was, if you had him in fantasy, I remember back then, he was just putting up numbers, blocks, steals, rebounds. Like, he was probably the most productive player ever without any skills, honestly. <laughs> Pure hustle guy. <laughs> Shout out to Gerald Wallace. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy, bro. Like the 180 we did on Randall. And to people out there that like non-Knicks fans that may somehow per chance come on this podcast and like they haven't seen much of the Knicks or been paying attention, they probably think we're being homers. You know what I mean? The way mm-hmm. we're talking about this man. But yo, I kid you not, I cannot believe what I'm seeing when this man plays sometimes now. Um, I'm comfortable with him literally primarily handing the ball in fourth quarter close games now. Last year, like that shit was a heart attack waiting to happen watching him. It was so much anxiety. Like, please, please don't turn it over. Please don't lose handle. Please don't drive into three people. Please, please, Randall. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, wow. Um, think about his minutes though. I'm, I'm kind of getting to the worried stage now mm-hmm. about not just Randall's minutes, but RJ. And I know we have injuries, but I really do hope that these these dudes come back healthy and like Tibbs puts together like a nice rotation. Because if we get Obi and Burks back, then I think the worries about Randall and uh, RJ's minutes will lessen. But I want to hear your take on that. Like, what do you think of the minutes situation so far? And are you there, like, worried yet? You know, it's definitely it's definitely a concern for. I, I think everybody should be concerned by it. And I mentioned it in our Nickish our last Nickish at night from a couple of days back with with Jeffrey Campbell. Shout out to Jeff. Uh, for coming hey. on to the show, uh, that was fuck. That was a really good episode, man. He Mad really fun, dropped some man. knowledge out. Um, <clears throat> that it was. A, I think that was the reason why Todd Gibson was signed onto the team. He can play that four slash five and just relieve these guys a little bit, but at the same time be that locker room leader. And when he comes in, he'll be like, "Yo, what what I tell you guys last year about about Tibbs, man? He is exactly what I told you guys, and he's he's nice. gonna finally be like, you know, I told you so. Like, yo, Fizz was nothing." Um, so he's going to come in, he'll be, him and Tibbs will have a good relationship and it'll just double down on everything that the current Knicks squad are, we're believing in with Tibbs. And I think it, it was good timing. Um, uh, Tibbs had a chance to kind of prove himself as a coach and get them to buy in. And with Taj coming in, uh, 10 games into 10, 11 games into the season, that's like, a I don't know, like a fifth or a sixth of the season. It's, it's pretty mm-hmm. good. It gives him a chance to, um, kind of regroup but also double down on his um you know philosophies and all that shit um Toppin should be coming back soon I think he's supposed to be out for like five games it's only a matter of time for him for him to come back and Randall should not be playing these minutes he's a big guy 
and um, you know, thankfully he doesn't play too athletically. He most of his most of his shots are jumpers. Uh, RJ is going to be a concern because because the way mm-hmm. he plays, he's always driving into guys, and at a certain point, the body's going to take its toll. Um, yeah, yeah. He he needs some relief. Alec Burks might not be the only guy that's going to be able to do it. They're going to need some more guys to step up. Um, Frank needs to come back at some point, relieve RJ a little bit. Um, mm. You hear Dennis Smith Jr. lately? Have we seen him? Have we heard of him? Is he okay? Is he still, like, alive somewhere out I think there? I, I think I read that, like, Nix just rented out one of the mini storage facilities and just stuck Dennis in there. You know what I mean? Like the one they got on Northern <laughs> Boulevard, I think. You know what I mean? Let me just go pick him up later. Um, I think they gave him some Netflix over there, so he's alright though. He's not, he's not held <laughs> captive. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know where hell Dennis is, but it's not that. That tells you what the organization and Tibbs' and staff thinks of Dennis is a uh, promise at this point. I think it's just a wrap for his uh, Knicks career because yeah. we're going through these injuries. We got like RJ damn near limping out there playing the minutes he's playing, and then uh, Dennis is just like on the sidelines. He's clapping. You I, know don't, what I mean, I don't, I don't even know if he's on. Ups. I don't even know if he's on the sidelines. I haven't seen him there. I don't know if that's just yeah. me. I don't know. I mean, I figured he was. I, I have no idea, bro. Because, like, maybe maybe he is, but it's like the Knicks, MSG, they're making a, a concerted effort not to show him on camera anymore. <laughs> it's just got to that point. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, forget forget that era. <laughs> but, like, the, the, the KP trade was actually two first-round picks, Wes Matthews and DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm just, we ain't getting no young players somehow. But... I don't know what to tell you, bro. I think um, to your point though about Randall, I want to give him credit for that, like, cause a lot of people saying he came in great shape, and I always thought that was just like the bullshit they say about players. They said about last year, we saw it too, like him doing pull ups with like three tons of chains on his neck. Yep. Like, okay, this man's like Zeus, you know what I mean? But this season, you could tell his stamina has increased. He's not looking gassed out there. He's playing yeah. these minutes, and he's. It takes a lot, bro. We we all play basketball. It takes a lot being the primary creator, like, consistently throughout the game, like, to always have the ball. Not just like, creator either, but also scorer. Yeah, scorer and the way he plays, he's out there just bodying dudes, you know what I mean? That takes a lot out of you. Um, He's rebounding like crazy. That takes hustle. That This man is like, if you ain't an all-star, bro, we got a riot. Like, y'all want to, y'all seen the Capitol? <laughs> like, there's got to be Knicks fans. I mean, y'all ain't seen nothing. Door. <laughs> and, about uh, pulling up the Knicks flags. That's what I mean. We have a legit all-star for the first time in a minute. Like, come on. I know if he keeps it up, there's no way you can't keep him off that team. Especially, like, we saw Siakam being all-star last year, and then this year he's playing, like, the fucking Looney Tunes took his talent, like, from yep. Space Jam. You know what I mean, I don't know what the hell <laughs> yeah. happened. So, like, Randall needs to take it. And Taj, I, lo- I saw some Knicks fans pissed about us signing Taj. Like, oh, Tibbs is going to play him too many minutes at the four now. I was like... We have no big man aside from Randall and Mitch. We need some depth, at least for now. Uh, Omari Spellman was doing nothing. I swear to God, every other game he was just looking bigger. <laughs> I don't know what he's been doing. Like. <laughs> so then with the thing about Taj, it's just like, yo, I want him to be, this is not dumb, I want him to be our Udonis Haslam. Just that vet we always keep bringing it back, just for culture, for institutional knowledge, to be like, yo, this coach, he's legit, because, like, he has success, you know? And, bro, I think... We we actually look like a knock on all wood, but we actually look like a regular team that's on the rise. Like, yo, we've got a camaraderie. We've got a good coaching staff. We're bringing in wise vets that have, like, past knowledge that can pass it down to the young players. We're coming together. We're not, like, playing, like, ISO stupid-ass ball. We have a system in place. There are no all, rumors either. Like, when was the last Facts. time we heard a Knicks rumor? That, that's huge. I think there's always a rumor of a dangling, like, fucking apple that's out there that the mm. Knicks might might be targeting. And it's been it's been at least a month since I've heard 
the Knicks being connected to any other player. Maybe yeah. maybe more. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I think some shit like that maybe quelled up recently. There was like some bullshit rumor like Nerlens was like pissed at, at the team and he didn't want to be here. Yeah. He's pissed at his agent. He came out on Twitter, squashed that shit right away. He's like, what mm-hmm. the hell are y'all talking about? So even if it was true, the, the Knicks front office is not having that. He's like, yo, Nerlens, you need to put out a statement because like, shut up, just like be a man. If it was true, but I'm thinking it's not. I think it was just some bullshit that just came up, and that's that's a good thing. You know, we're not getting any leaks, no internal drama, no like. BS about like uh, oh Frank's agent is pissed because like he's not getting playing time they want they want him to not be a point guard she like we've seen come out even in the Fizdale years so and think about just, think about where we were yeah, at this go. time last season uh, I think the Knicks were like what four and eight coming off a blowout and what did Steve Mills and Scott Good Perry do they they issued a statement about how they're not happy and they're gonna figure this out and that was a completely unnecessary moment because they're both scared for their jobs. And mm. you know, fast forward one year later, we're you know we're not thankfully, and we're gonna we're gonna take it while we still have it. Be be happy that we don't have any sort of drama, and you see it being you know explained by all these ESPN analysts now. Mike Breen was on Bill Simmons's podcast yesterday, and they had a whole segment about the Knicks, and that that was actually one of Bill Simmons's points. He's like, I'm not hearing anything about the Knicks. There are no rumors. Leon and Worldwide West, Yo. they're as quiet as fuck, and they're keeping their mouths shut. And the Knicks are just doing what they're doing. Mike Breen had. So many good things to say about the Knicks. I don't like that Stephen A. Smith is being is talking about the Knicks on a daily basis. It's Fuck such him. a it's such a fake bullshit. You know, Fuck Knicks him for and Michael Rappaport. You seen that motherfucker? The yeah. white pasty motherfucker. Yo, guy. he's he was all up front row at the at the Brooklyn game. Had to tell Brooklyn gear. Now he's just like, yo, I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan. Like if Knicks fans calling him out. I was like, yo. Who y- y'all ain't running point on this? Who y'all the fan police? No, you a dickhead, and we're not gonna let you like slide back in like you never did all that shit. Yep. You know what I mean? Like these fake ass Fairweather fans, bro. Like you, you don't have to be a homer. Just don't be like some flagrant idiot that would with ignorance. Which Stephen A. We already know that's his character. You know what I mean? That's he's playing a mascot basically for ESPN. But Michael Rappaport, he's a rotten person in real life. So fuck that dude. He's playing you know both I mean? sides. Like, he's basically a Republican. <laughs> yeah. Facts. It's it's in his Caucasian bones. Like, not to offend anybody out there. Yo, they know who we are these days, bro. <laughs> I, I didn't say blame it. blame 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 Michael Rappaport because I. He, oh my god, you didn't get me fired. Matt, nah, bro. It's, it's all like. <laughs> It's all good. It's it's it's, it's just Michael Rapport. I'll t- I'll retract that. It's just Michael Rapport. He's rotten. He's he's look like a fucking expired fucking fried potato skin. Like fuck him. Like, you know what I mean? He looked like like a dirty Q-tip that's been left on the counter too long and not thrown out. That's what he looks like. Like fuck him. <laughs> motherfucker want to like jump back on our bandwagon. And I legit like I saw a, uh, um, the Knicks fan TV dudes just like putting my blast for that. You know what I mean? And I like that. I appreciate that because shout out to them. They do good work and. Um, yeah, with his platform, like uh, CP at his platform, it's good that it's it's being out there in the open. That like, yeah, we're not having a bandwagon motherfuckers coming back if yep. if we do really become a good team. Because it's enough, it's enough of the punchlines. We all remember the jokes. You know what I mean? We can hold people accountable. We got receipts. We got, you know? yeah. Exactly. Um, Twitter, Twitter's fucking yeah. great. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's also horrible sometimes, but hey, that's life. <laughs> <laughs> All really right, the Knicks are shit. playing tonight against the. Uh, hold on. We should know this. The Nuggets. They are playing against the four. <laughs> they're playing against the four and five Nuggets right now. This is a game that the Knicks. Um, 
I mean, because the, because the Nuggets aren't playing well, I think they're without – who are they without? Oh, they're just without MPJ. Um, so that's not really a big loss because he's garbage. But um, what, what was he? Was he was he at the Capitol on Wednesday? Is that why he's out? It could have been. It could have been because he this dude is like <laughs> out for like three weeks. <laughs> you know, like everyone else is out seven to day, ten days. Like not yo, Michael, you're out for uh, you you out for two three weeks. You got probably got investigations going on. Fuck that guy. No, he's um, he, he planned a road trip. He bought mad zip ties and like you know fucking masks. He's he's good. He was he's all up in the Capitol. He's like yo, who's that? that who's that tall guy? Rushing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Capitol. Like that guy's huge. <laughs> I mean, we just we just throwing out jokes. I mean, you know, accusations, but you know, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. You were talking about <laughs> you were talking about the uh, Nuggets injury report. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, the Nuggets are playing well. I think they won like three straight or something like that. Uh, they're coming together. You can't ever count the Nuggets. Now, these guys were in the Western Conference Finals. This is a game that the Nuggets should win, but I, you know, the Knicks aren't a team to um, um, uh, count out it anymore these days. The Nuggets and Jazz went to Game Seven. The Knicks beat the Jazz, so I think there's always a possibility that the Knicks can beat the Nuggets, and it's very welcome to say that. Um, the The Nuggets are expected to to win, but if the Knicks fight it out, I think we'll both be happy. Even yeah, even think, if they come away with the L, you know, knock on wood, I think uh, we'll be happy if they keep it close at least. Facts. I think this is a team like it's gonna sound cliche. We do better when we're the underdog. Cause like we went into the Oklahoma City game, I think it was like somebody made a joke. It was like the first time in years that like we went in as a favorite. Yeah. Over in a game, and we, you know, we saw what happened. We just ended up losing. So um, with this Nuggets thing, bro, it's gonna be the Spider Man meme with a uh, Randall and a uh, Jokic just like pointing at each other. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, best uh, big man point centers out there. You know what I mean, point big man. So um, I, I want to see Randall just cook, bro. I'm is this gonna be like? I feel like this is gonna want to be one of those games that's going to have a little more national attention. You know what I mean? Because it's the Nuggets, it's Jokic. He's, like, supposedly the best big man passer. Randall's out here putting up some, some LeBron stat lines, I'm bro, slightly bugging out at this moment because if you if – you, if, if two months ago Mo and Nafi were listening to what we're saying right now where you're like, I want to see Randall versus Jokic. <laughs> the Spider-Man meme. <laughs> Randall and Jokic. <laughs> I want to see Randall cook. <laughs> <laughs> if we listened to this in the past, I would have been like, Bruh. so did we? I would have. My first question would be, I was like, yeah, did we just start like a new like uh, segment where we just do parodies? <laughs> like we Is just do satire? satire straight up. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, bro. Like it is what it is. I kind of meant that jokingly because like you know, Randall's got to do this more like consistently, more often, and longer to compare him. But like yeah, that's. He's, a, he's our point big man, bro. He's bringing it up <laughs> yeah. go, go, end to end and, like, fine, making the right plays. It may not look pretty at certain points, but he's hitting those corners, like, consistently now. And, like, I've noticed, maybe it's a small thing, but I've noticed he's just, like, when he kicks it out the corner now, it's, like, better in the shooting pocket. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would have been, like, uh, the shooter would have to, like, kind of reach down or, like, kind of reach to the side to grab the ball. Now it's a little more... Right in, right in the breadbasket. You know what I mean. So and he's and he's talking changes. like a leader too. That OKC mm. Thunder game post game, he was taking, he was he was accepting the responsibility that he didn't play as well as he should have, and it was it was a reason for the loss. Like he's playing, he's playing like a leader. He's sounding like a leader. He's acting like a leader, and mm. uh, we're all here for it. Facts and big props to Randall for that. It's like night and day in terms of that as well because I feel like a lot of people painted him as selfish after last season mm-hmm. and now he's just really shown us, our uh, his critics, a.k.a. us, like that we was wrong, you know what I mean? But um, on that topic of leadership, Austin Rivers, bro. Mm. Not only has he been talking the right things, he's been out there showing out. And that yeah. Utah game, 
Bro, let me tell you, I was watching that game with my girl, and like we've been together this this entire time that we've been together. Knicks have been ass. You know what I mean? It is rarely a a game that if she's watching with me that it was like competitive or it came out to a point where I'm just like happy. This game, when Rivers started going off in the fourth, I looked like a madman to her. The way I was reacting, three after three after three. I was like, we got Steph Curry now? Like, is this literally like, we got Rivers three years, 10 mil, he's finally going to be an all-star all of a sudden? What What is happening? You know what I mean? And yeah, it was like, it was like a game he got hot. But bro, it was like ridiculously hilarious. He's doing his uh, YouTube crossovers. Bang! You know what I mean? In the dude's face. I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, bro. I was yelling at the top of my lungs. I probably would have scared the neighbors. Like they would have thought, like the shit from the Capitol came into my apartment. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the way that was the way I was yelling. But I don't know. Would you, would you take away from that performance and just Rivers overall? Because I think he's been a godsend. It, 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 yeah, that's another thing we would have shit on ourselves for saying like two months prior. <laughs> Austin Rivers has been a godsend. <laughs> what a season so far. <laughs> he's. It's crazy to think that he could be our closer, dude. Um, at some point you hope you hope RJ turns into that closer. But right now. With all with Austin Rivers shooting capability and just his his ability to pass and just control control the game, um, he could be that guy in the last five minutes who you just plug in and just be like, "Yo, do your thing," and he'll be he'll be lights out. And the Jazz played him perfectly. They are known to be very good defensively, and they did all they could, but they they couldn't stop Austin Rivers. <laughs> and um, man, it was, it was beautiful to watch and. It was it was a point that Mike Breen made. Imagine the garden was open. Imagine you know the Knicks fans oh, were man. there. How insane that would have mm. been. The first guard in how many years? And how many years would have lit up the crowd like that? Maybe since the Jeremy Lin days. Um, Facts. That's sad as that is to say. We haven't had a guard with Rivers total skill set skill set like that in a while. Like uh, dribble, pass, shoot. Play solid defense. All four, we've had maybe two out of the four in certain in certain point grounds over the years. But all four, it's not to say he's an all-star. He's just a solid ball player that just got hot. But it was like, to us, solid is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know we what I mean? For, like, we got him for three years, dude. $10 million is a bargain. And What in the world? And high-character high player. Something that we also would have laughed at ourselves for saying uh, not not too long mm. ago. High-character leader. And he's a secondary leader. Randall is is taking it on. Austin is going to be is that second leader locker room guy, and Taj Gibson's coming back. And these this is what this was the vision last season. And it just didn't work out. Instead, we had Bobby Portis, you know, and and Wayne Ellington. <laughs> but now we got Noel, <laughs> who's a who's a solid defensive leader, um, who is obviously not as good as Mitch as we're seeing. But he's a, he's a de- defensive leader. We saw him being his name was being dropped, and he was quick to squash it, which is good. It's, it's something that I, I very much respect him for doing. We're seeing we're seeing the vision now, and we just hope that Facts. RJ and Mitch are learning as much as they can from it and taking advantage of the opportunities that they have because the spotlight isn't on them as much as it could have been because these other guys have stepped up and it's you know I'm I'm excited moving forward, man. Facts, we just need to get healthy, bro. And you know I'm not at this point I'm still not saying playoffs are locked, but like it looks like we'll be. A lot more competitive than we was, bro. Like, remember last year, our we knew going into last year with Fizzo at the helm, if it all worked out, we thought we were going to be bad, but, like, at the best, we'd be, like, a scrappy 35 uh, to 38-win team that would be kind of, like, uh, entertaining to watch. You know, we got these vets, the young kids. We was the exact opposite of that last year. with And we was on the on the path to being the worst lottery team ever until Fizzo got canned. And Mike Miller, thankfully, like, kind of brought some uh, respectability back in terms of our playing style and our record. 
But now we're having that season that I thought we would have last year, bro. It's like literally we're doing a redo, and it's the point we made uh, before the season start. We're doing the non-dumbass version of Steve Mills' plan, you know what I mean? Like, we can't really complain at this point, you know? It's just the process has been right, and the results have followed so far, you know? So I'm just glad we're here, especially with everything else that's going on in the world, bro. I'm bugging for a sec. Who was the first-round pick before Zion, like the season before? The number one overall pick? Yeah. 20... Oh, Aiton. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, like, this is the first time in two years that the Knicks aren't being connected to, like, the first-round pick. Like, we were connected to LaMelo for a long time. We were connected to Zion for a long time. This season, you're not hearing anything about Cade or Green or any of these guys with the Knicks. They're, they're doing their thing. Well, they haven't really even been playing as much, but we're not being... Us in the lottery are not being connected yet, which is a nice change. Facts. Let me check my watch. Let me check my calendar. It's, it's January, and the ESPN Twitter account has not posted a, a, a Twitter picture of, like, the top number one pick in a Knicks jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, they're probably behind the scenes pissed that we're, like, they can't make these easy layup jokes anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're actually, like, looking a little more respectable. If not good, we're being respectable. So, my, my uh, message to these outlets... Like, fuck y'all. You know what I mean? Come like, on. Bleacher Report posted some shit like, oh, look at the Knicks. They put the eyeball emoji. They're 5-3. Uh, and three. Get the fuck out of here, bro. They're another culprit of the same easy-ass, like, low-hanging fruit kind of jokes. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to grow the game and, like, uh, make NBA more popular, why would you shit on entire fan bases? Not just us. Like, the Knicks see so, so many jokes, but it's just... Any team, and what you know they what did like instead. What they're doing instead now is that they're they're switching up all the Knicks jokes, a post with Lamelo highlights. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. see how many Lamelo ball highlights there are on a daily basis on every platform? He will, <laughs> he'll pass oh, the ball and that will be shown three times. You watch, um, you watch Supreme Dream, Mark those and those guys. They they post mad funny mm-hmm. videos. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck, what, what's the, their other names like RDC or something? But they had this whole. I'll send it to you. Oh, whole, Mark Phillips. Mark the, Phillips. The yeah, yo, did you see yeah, the Lamelo yeah, yeah, one? Yeah. I love that dude. He's hilarious. No, I didn't see the Lamelo one. You have but to I see the Lamelo. It's, it's so funny. It's and it's 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 on point, one hundred percent. So many NBA players commented on it. They're like, yo, this is mad accurate because all <laughs> all Lamelo highlights every day, and it's like. I saw maybe like three or four different posts about Lamelo versus Lonzo, like the first game that these brothers are playing are playing against each other, and like yeah, he he now is the youngest player to ever get a triple double. That's cool, but there's so many passes that he'll make, and Miles Bridges will be will have a nice ass dunk, and they'll only show mm-hmm. Lamelo's pass, and that would be the highlight of the game. And thing is, like it's it's no discredit to the kid. Lamelo's he's yeah. showing out because he's showing like the skill set. He's a special passer, but it's just like. We see what these outlets are doing. It's just for awful clicks. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the ball brand is is out there. It's known amongst basketball and sports fans. But the funny thing about the Hornets thing, did you see that video of like at the end of a game, Bismack Biambo looked like he wanted to like strangle Lamelo, his own teammate. Like, his own teammate seemed to be like annoyed by it. Cause like at the end of the game, Lamelo was like one assist away from a triple double. And instead of shooting it last second, he passed it out to somebody that like missed. Then after the game, Lamelo's like dapping people up. Biambo tries to just go like, like, he tries to go to, Lamelo tries to go to Biombo to, like, like dap him up. Biombo just, like, pushes him away. And he's, like, trying to grab him to, like, do a lecture, like a stern lecture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just pissed. I'm just, like, okay, first of all, Bismack is a scrub. So, it's, like, like know your role. But at the same time, like, I see why he's pissed. Like, yo, relax, kid. Play the game. Don't be out here stat, sun, stat hunting already, you know? It's just that, funny, bro. That happened, like, yes, that happened yesterday, right? 
it happened recently, bro. Um, just look. Because he, he got his triple. He got his triple double. Oh, he missed that triple double. Okay. Yeah, that might have been yeah, two yeah, or three yeah. nights ago. The funny thing is that almost the same exact thing happened to Edwards last night. You see that? Did you see the game or the highlights? Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards, Anthony number one Edwards. pick. Yeah. So what, what happened? What happened? He uh, Rubio passing the ball, and Edwards should have taken the shot because they were down. They're down by three, and it's that he drives in and he's he's about to get an open layup. Realizes that they're still down point two. They're down three points as midway through the air, and then he passes the ball out to the three, and then it gets deflected by the Spurs, and they lost the game. And Rubio grabbed him. He's like, "Yo, like if you got the shot, take the shot. You know, like don't yeah. at, at least get the two points, and we'll figure it out. Or if if you're gonna go that much, you know, that way, and you should have taken the shot in the first place, but." It's it's interesting that we saw these two guys make almost the same exact mistake uh, back to back nights. Yeah. Is it was Edwards like was he looking like receptive to what Rubio was saying? Because Lamelo was just like looked like he just like he just like laughed off Biombo and just like walked away. No, no, it wasn't like that. He he, he lost. They lost the game because of that mistake. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, rough lesson for the kid. Mm-hmm. But on Edwards though, you know, people were talking about his personality and saying like he was like Wiggins. I don't think he's that. I actually like his personality because he's, he's a funny kid, bro. You see like videos and shit of him out, out and about. He's just a, he's literally just a 19 year old that's just like just came into money, just having fun. So like I dig that, you know. And he seems to be like producing, right? Like he doesn't look like a bust, you know. So he doesn't look like a bust. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just about it's to be seen whether it continues. But yeah, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. no, he doesn't. He doesn't look like a bust. He definitely looks very, very talented. But it sucks mm-hmm. that he's in a Timberwolves jersey because that's the kind of shit they've been dealing with for for cent for not centuries for like it seems like a decade now starting with Wiggins and yeah. it's like they have these uber talented players that just don't have that focus to make it to that next level and oh it goes mm-hmm. back even further they had Michael Beasley on their team bro Derek Williams Derek Williams they had all these mm-hmm. top level uber talented players that just weren't focused and they I'm surprised they didn't have J.R. Smith on their team you know so like that. They, it seems like they they end up getting these kinds of players, and it sucks. Um, these guys could be all NBA. They're all NBA potential talent, but they just don't make it because they don't have that focus. Chill, no shots at Minnesota, but it's something about like highly touted prospects getting there and losing the will to improve. I don't know whether that says something about the city of Minnesota's, uh, Minnesota's depressive effects, but I don't, I don't know. But um, funny thing you mentioned about Minnesota just being a losing kind of franchise for a minute and we're the Knicks fans we're not one to talk but D'Angelo says something mad funny recently D'Angelo Russell they lost and then they asked him about it afterwards he's like oh you know I think it's good that we lost because this team needs to lose to learn how to win and I'm just like you talking like a man that has multiple rings he's like a vet D'Angelo you barely have ever won in your career you know what I mean like he shouldn't be the one to say that you know that's something maybe like Rubio should say because he's had some playoff success with uh, Utah recently something like that but He's, He's literally funny, coming I, off the worst team in the NBA last season. Fast. So, like, Daniel's like, oh, you know, it's good that we lost. It's, we need to learn to lose than to win. I was like, what are you talking about? That's like some peewee fucking football shit you tell the mm-hmm. kids before you give them juice boxes. Like, come on now. Um, but, yo, shout out to Cat. He's doing well. He's lots on his mind, bro. Heavy heart and all that. You know, we shit on his defense. But, per- yeah. like, person on a personal level, like, yo, I just really do feel for what he's going through, you know? Remember when he said before the season that like really stuck with me? It's like he can't play the game with joy anymore because he thinks about his mom. His mom was like his biggest supporter, biggest fan. So it's crazy that he's still out there doing what he needs to do. You know what I mean? Because goddamn, bro, that's a lot. That's a lot. And he says a lot of people in his family had passed due to COVID. You know? So shit. Shout out to Cat for at least like going yeah. to work and doing what he needs to do, at least offensively and playing well. You know? 
Um, but yeah, um, real quick, do you want to do like a lightning round on the NBA or sure. I think we good? What do you do? You have like questions lot. prepared? Do I have questions prepared? Like no. Like, well, well, what, what kind of light? Kind, I mean, what kind of lightning yeah. round are we talking? I don't, know, I don't know. We on Anderson Cooper three sixty now. I got. I don't have any prepared statements. Like shit. Um, Harden hasn't been traded. Um, oh, COVID rampaging through the the oh, league. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, about that. <laughs> sad situation, bro. I think Tatum. He's out for the next ten to fourteen days. KD too. Kyrie. He apparently just went missing on Steve Nash for two days. You know, he pulled a Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Nash came out and said, like, I haven't heard from Kyrie, but he's just not playing. You know what I mean? And then he finally just said, oh, we spoke, and we talked yeah. about how, like, he needs to be better about communicating. But I kind of, I think the rumor going around was Kyrie just saw what happened on Wednesday, and he was just like, he just went apathetic, full apathy, and just didn't want to play. I kind of respect that, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's all, but you also got to communicate that through the proper channels, Kyrie. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let your coach know that you ain't feeling right in the head and you want to miss the game, not to just, like, Ghost him, go on, do not disturb, and just go like, you know, what's the shit he did in this Boston arena? Yeah, at the end of the day, lift the. Uh... <laughs> yeah, go ahead, my fault. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, you have a job, you know, and you kind of have that responsibility yeah. to let everyone know that you're not going to make it. You know, the good thing is that despite all these players being held out, um, you know, knock on wood, they're not being tested positive for coronavirus. A lot of it is just contact tracing and just quarantining, out of just, um, you know, as precautions. As being uh, precautionary, and uh, I, don't I don't think, think there have been too many. Remember they? What's that? Yeah, go ahead. My fault. My fault. I didn't mean to interrupt. My fault. No, no. What were you gonna say? I'll let you finish. I was just gonna say the Sixers though. It looks like they legit got mad people that actually had it. You know what I mean? Because they would, they barely had enough people to suit up. They had like six, seven people. You know? But I think that's all contact trace. I think Seth Curry was the only one who actually tested positive for it. I haven't really seen any oh, actual guys who've been tested positive for coronavirus minus Seth Curry. I, I I know all these guys are being, you know, out for seven or ten days, but actually being tested, how many guys do you know that are positive besides Seth? I don't know, maybe some website has a running list out there. That should be an ESPN stat category, like COVID uh like you know, people that got affected by COVID. Yeah. Put that right. in like the team stats. And with all these pace, guys, you got defensive rating. Yeah, <laughs> with, got with all these guys being held out, um, and it's running rampant the past couple of days. Like every time you go on Real GM or just look at the news or Nick's Twitter or NBA Twitter, at least some players are at least one more player is being held out. Thankfully, the Knicks aren't on that category. Knock on wood. We haven't really been seeing that, but uh, like half of the Sixers rosters were are, feels like it's out. Tyrese Maxey, shout out to that kid because he he dropped thirty nine last night, um, and Oof, nobody's talking about we were it. Connected to him. I see why we were connected to him. Yeah, but, uh, I like the uh, Kentucky guard we got. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not bad. Um, Tatum's out. Um, Maxi Kleber's now out, and uh, Josh Richardson. A lot of these, a lot of these kids are out. It's, it's getting hard on fantasy, dude. It's hard to keep up with who's out, who's who's still in, who to pick up. Uh, That's the main issue here. Think of the fantasy fo- fantasy basketball players, guys. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but at a point, here. at a point, like teams are going to start to complain that it's they're being placed at, in a disadvantage because their top players are being held out to quarantine, even if they don't have the virus. Um, I don't know at what point they're in line to get the vaccination, but you'd assume that maybe for maybe these guys and all these billionaires and all the power they have might try to force you know medical personnel to try to get their players the the vaccination sooner than other people 
maybe yeah the the one thing i gotta say to that is like if they're self selfless that's what they'll do they'll like make sure that the front line and more higher risk people get the vaccines but this but their plan right now which proves they're not selfless they're it's all about the dollar at the end of the day mm-hmm. i mean so they'll probably be first in line to get their vacky their vaccine <laughs> and um <laughs> yeah and then go back to like uh business as usual you know what i mean and um i bet you the arena or the owners will probably have like vaccinations at the at the entrance of the arenas now you know what i mean like that's one way to get your vaccine quick buy a ticket to a fucking basketball game i don't know that's just my future thinking you know what i mean dystopian kind of thinking like if you want to if you want to get vaccinated from this virus Go catch a Nets game. <laughs> Drop 50 on a Knicks game or a Knicks game, whatever the fuck. But, yeah, man, I mean, Knicks playing tonight. So, hopefully hopefully we get the dub. We got a Queens legend Mike Malone coming in with his crew. You know what I mean? Yep. So, excited to see what happens, bro. Work. I think we, we, we about ready to wrap it up. Yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> Let the people know. Yep. Uh... If you guys are listening to us for the first time, please make sure you follow us on all podcasting platforms. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish Show. We appreciate you guys checking us out. And uh, make sure you check us out for this Thursday live on Sportscaster Nickish at Night, where we're going to bring in a new guest as we do every week. And make sure you uh, check out our, our podcast. There should be about two or so dropping every week. Two or, yeah, two or three uh, dropping every week. Um, Definitely Sundays and likely Tuesday slash Wednesday. So just keep an eye out for it. Make sure you hit the follow button so you'll get all these updates. Uh, until next time, we hope you guys stay safe. Um, make sure you follow us. And um, that's pretty much all I got, man. You got anything else? Um, Not really, bro. At this point, stay safe and stay sane because the world is going crazy. You know what I mean? That's the easiest thing to say. But otherwise, until next time, peace. Peace. If you ever, oh, if you ever interested in coming onto the show, make sure you DM us for Nickish at night. We we have a growing list. We'll put you on the list as someone who wants to join us and just talk basketball, man. Uh, but yeah, until next time, take care, everyone. Peace.